So as you stand there, just begin to turn to look over one shoulder and look over the other shoulder. And see what it's like. See how far you can look. How far do you go? In the one direction, in the other direction. What does it feel like would have to happen for you to be able to look farther? What gets in the way? Anybody volunteer anything? Is there somewhere that feels tight or somewhere that doesn't move? What would have to change? Somewhere in your neck? Stretch your neck. That gets tight. Okay, so that's just a measure to start with so you can feel for yourself what you're achieving or what the progress is as we do the movements that we'll do. But come down and lie down on your mats to begin with. And if you've got glasses, you might want to do a lot of stuff face down tonight, so you'll put them somewhere safe. And just feel, to start with, just feel how you're resting on the floor. Kind of imagine that you've been dipped into an ink pad, and then you pressed onto the floor. What shape would you leave? How do your legs rest? What shape do they leave? How does your back rest? Especially, there's that arch behind your back. So your pelvis, your bums rest, your buttocks rest on the ground, your shoulders, upper back, and in between, there's probably a space where you don't make contact with the ground. Feel what that's like. Your arms, how do they rest? And your head? Can you just get an overall view of that shape? If you could see the impression you've left on the ground, what would it be shaped like? How much area would be touching the ground? Okay. And then we'll do quite a bit tonight face down, so roll over and uh, line your face. As you do this, you might not want the cushion underneath your face. Check that out, whether it's going to get in the way or not. And turn your face so that you're looking to the right. You've got your nose, your eyes face to the right. Lengthen your left arm down along the floor beside you and bend your right arm up so that your right hand's kind of in front of your face. Yeah. Feels like a pretty normal way to have your arms, right? And as you lie like that, begin to roll your pelvis left and right. So you lift one side of your pelvis and the other, and you just roll your pelvis from side to side. Roll your hips from side to side slowly with awareness. And feel how easy it is to roll your pelvis to one side and roll your pelvis to the other side. Is it easier to roll your pelvis to the left and lift your right hip? Or to the roll your pelvis to the right and lift your left hip? How many people would say it's easier to roll your pelvis to the left and lift your right hip? Yeah, quite a few of you. Anyone feel the opposite? Okay, that's interesting. So there's sort of things that if everybody just had a skeleton and had muscles that didn't have any unusual habits, this is what you would probably find. So most people would find that if you lift your right hip, that's easier than if you lift your left hip like this. But we all have a history and we all have a life and we all have many experiences and we bring those. So then for some of us, there's some thing going on somewhere in the back and the hips maybe and the feet and knees. Makes it easier to roll the other hip. And just gently keep rolling it. And then just a little bit speed it up. Can you let the movement get a little bit faster? Don't think so much about it, just a little carefree. Your left hand, by the way, have your palm up on your left hand. See the back of your hand on the floor. A little smaller movement, a little faster. See what you can do to just gently speed it up without rushing, without pushing. Just a little faster. Okay. Now leave that rolling with your pelvis now and just switch your arms. Leave your head in the same direction, but switch your arms. So you still got your left ear on the floor. You're still looking to the right. 
But now your left hand's up and your right hand's down alongside you with the palm up. And now begin rolling your pelvis from side to side again. And what's happened now? Has it now become easier to lift the left side of your pelvis and roll to the right? And just stop for a moment, leave your pelvis still in the middle. And imagine that somebody starts at the bottom, very bottom of your spine, that would be at your tailbone, the bottom of your sacrum, and begins to move the fingers up your spine, up across your sacrum, and up your spine one by one, feeling each vertebra in a row, sort of like that hand is just gently showing you where your spine is and showing you each vertebra. So in that curve in your low back, as you curve down towards the floor, that hand that you're imagining just gently touches one vertebra and then moves to the next vertebra. And just imagine, you don't have to have any precise anatomical idea of what I'm describing, but just imagine that that hand feels one vertebra and then the next vertebra. Feels that until it curves out of your low back and starts to rise towards the floor in your upper back between your shoulder blades. Imagine that hand one vertebra at a time moving up your spine between your shoulder blades and up to the base of your neck. From the base of your neck, there's still seven more vertebra to go, vertebrae to go. So that hand continues and just brings your awareness traveling up your neck to your vertebrae one at a time. And feel the whole length of that. Maybe it was surprising as you imagine a hand traveling up, just how long your spine is. And with that imaginary sort of leftover feeling of the hand traveling up your spine, begin to roll your pelvis again left and right. And use that awareness of the whole length of your, of your spine. Can you feel which vertebrae are moving relative to one another? Where are the places where all the vertebrae all move together? Where do they move separately from one another, like links in a chain, separate but connected? And what happens up between your shoulder blade, your spine there, and under your shoulder blades with your ribs, and up to the base of your neck, and take that left hand, your left hand, and actually place it on your right ear. So you leave your face looking the same way, but place your left hand on your right ear. So now you're even holding your head quite still. So as you roll your pelvis, your head's not going to roll. And continue to roll your pelvis from side to side a few times. And see if that makes some difference to how your spine is moving, the length of your spine. Just with your legs long and the tops of your feet on the floor, your feet long. And then change over your arms. So you lengthen your left arm down alongside you again and bend your right arm up. Your hand next to your face. And roll your pelvis from side to side again with your arms like this. It feels a lot easier after doing it with the arms in sort of opposite position. Is it easier to lift the right side of your pelvis again now? Roll your pelvis left. Okay. Okay, and leave that very slowly. Roll over onto your back and take a rest. So take your time because your head's been sitting this one way very for quite a while. So. Gently move your head again and come onto your back and rest.
And as you rest, you check in with how you're resting on the floor and notice if anything's changed about that ink pad, sort of stamp pattern you make on the floor. Then why don't you roll to your sides and come up to sit and stand again. We're going to check back in already with that movement that we did at the beginning. And as you stand, turn to look to the left and turn to look to the right and see how far you look now. A little bit further, some of you are doing very, very different things than you were before you lay down on the ground. All right, so for some of you, you might be feeling big changes now, and it's very individual. There's sort of, there's uh, thousands of Feldenkrais lessons. We don't do the same thing any two weeks, and every lesson unlocks some keys for some people, and for some of you, it might be another lesson that would unlock the special keys, but for quite a few of you, right? Especially over your, um, over your right shoulder, looking quite a bit farther, right? And we think, you know, I mean, physiologically or even in terms of conventional exercise uh, physiology, we think, well, you have to stretch those muscles. And to stretch those muscles, you have to work, you know, you have to hold the stretch for 30 seconds and do it five, ten times and do it three times a day and do it for six weeks or something like that before you make that change. So you go, well, wait a minute, how did that just all change in the last ten minutes? What did we do? So in Feldenkrais, we're working with the brain. And if muscles are tight, it's largely because the brain's telling them to contract. And if you can convince the brain that those muscles don't need to be contracted, you can lengthen a muscle. You don't have to, it's not like some sort of piece of putty or taffy or something that you have to pull and 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 pull pull harder. You just have to convince the brain that it doesn't need to be telling that muscle to be tight. And we did that through, actually, through sneaky methods. Feldenkrais is full of these little sneaky tricks for (laughs) telling your brain from some unexpected pathway that, no, you don't need to be doing that. So you lie with your head to that one direction, then you do all these things with your pelvis. What does that have to do with your head? Well, it's at the other end of your spine. So, you know, when you think, so you trick your brain, you're not turning your head, you're turning your pelvis, but actually you are turning your spine, which is the thing in between. And little tricks like that sort of can make really dramatic changes in your movement possibilities. So we're going to do some more of that. You felt some first first, uh, results, and we'll kind of continue on in the same theme. As we do this lesson, we're going to be quite a while with the head turned to one side. And so it's really important to take care of your own comfort with that. For some of you, that might be a strain on your neck. So take as many rests as you need. I keep on, if I'm telling you, you know, keep your head turned one way, but it's starting to feel strange, just turn your head the other way and take a rest and join us again when you're ready. Okay, so come back down onto the floor and keep that in mind because I don't want everybody calling yoga off tomorrow and saying, oh, I got a headache because I had my face turned to the left for three quarters of an hour in Feldenkrais class, right? To the right, I mean, sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will do the other side, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you do just one side because it's the brain work. Your brain can figure it out and flip it over. But for a beginner class, it's better to do both sides. Funny story about that. There's a teacher in Germany I heard tell this story. She uh, did a whole one-sided class for a class who had never done Feldenkrais before. Everyone in the class felt enormously asymmetrical at the end, very different, except for one woman who said, no, I feel perfectly the same on both sides. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then she got, went downstairs and got in her car to drive home. And she got in her car and she said, oh, my tire's flat on the left side. So she gets out and she looks at her tires. No, the tire's not flat. Oh, the suspension must be gone. So she drives to a garage, feeling very insecure and unsafe because she's driving this lopsided car. She gets to the garage and says to the mechanic, I think the suspension's wrong. My car's tilted like this. The mechanic, you know, looks at the suspension. No, no, nothing wrong with your car, <laughs> right? So we're all like this. Sometimes changes in ourselves we don't perceive. We read them into the world around us, you know, Gee, everyone seems really angry today. I don't know what's going on here, you know, right? So, yeah, so short, that's the long answer to the question. So for a beginner's lesson, we'll do some on both sides, yeah. But uh, come down onto your face again when you're ready. Face down. And we'll do a little bit more on this side. So turn your face to look right. And lie now with your left hand bent up and your right arm long, your right arm long with the palm up alongside you. And begin now to roll your pelvis to the left and let that movement get a little bit bigger. 
So just to the one side now. Roll your pelvis to the left. And as that movement gets a little bit bigger, you might feel that your right knee wants to begin to bend. So your right knee starts to bend. And you start to draw your right knee up towards you on the floor, out to the side a little bit. So, But develop that movement a little bit at a time. So you leave your legs long, more or less. But as you roll your pelvis to the right, your right knee, wait a minute, roll your pelvis to the left. Your right knee begins to bend. And you begin to drag your right knee up along the floor towards yourself. Open your knee out to the side. Drag it up along the floor. Just a little bit at a time. Develop the movement. Roll your pelvis to the left. And drag your right knee up along the floor towards yourself. And then slide it down again. Lengthen it. And roll your pelvis back towards the ground. Just a few times at your own pace. Discover that movement a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. You're just rolling your pelvis to the left and dragging your right knee up along the floor. And now switch your arms. So switch your left arm, put your left arm down alongside you, bend your right arm up, and continue with the same idea. Roll your pelvis to the left, drag your right knee up along the floor. All of a sudden that's a little bit easier, right? Is it a little bit easier? Drag your right knee up along the floor. And gradually develop that until you get to a point where it's comfortable to stay with your knee bent a little bit up, a little bit to the side. And you can just lie with your pelvis tilted a bit to the left and your knee up alongside the floor, up alongside you, pulled up towards you on the floor. Okay, so drag your knee up towards you and then stay with your knee, your right knee bent. Okay, so you're lying with your right knee bent, lying still now with your right knee bent up along the floor. You drag it a little bit open to the side. Yeah, and then you just, yeah. Okay. And locate, first find for yourself in your mind's eye, where's the top of your head, the crown of your head. And gently lift your head a little bit away from the floor. And leaving your face looking to the right, begin to draw a circle with the top of your head. So you could imagine that there's a clock face right at the top of your head. And you're going to push the arms around that clock face and draw a circle with the top of your head. So you actually lift your head off the ground. So you lift your head and take your head, the crown of your head around this 360 degrees, around this clock face you're imagining is right over your head on the floor. And you can do a few circles and then put your head down to rest. Don't strain your neck. And now notice if you're doing this, can you keep your nose turned to the right? So it's like your nose is going to stay always turned to the right and the side of your face always towards the floor, but you're drawing a circle with the top of your head in a clockwise direction. Maybe you started counterclockwise, if that's all right, but most of you, I think, are going clockwise. So your face stays looking to the right. Your nose isn't down towards the floor. Your nose stays straight to the right. And then if you're going to draw a circle with the top of your head, you do some very different things in your neck and in your spine between your shoulder blades. If you really keep your face turned sideways, if you really keep your face turned sideways. So really take the time to... Movement can be as small as you like, but let it really be a circle with your face staying to the side. And notice there's places in that clock, maybe at 3 o'clock, maybe at 6 o'clock, maybe at 8 o'clock. It's going to be places that feels different to get there. It doesn't feel as easy. And pay attention to those places and find out. There's somewhere in your chest or in your neck. You can let go of something and let yourself reach a little farther to get to that hour on the clock. Just put your head down for rest for a moment. Everybody take a rest for your neck. 
And let's go the other direction on the clock now. So take yourself in the counterclockwise direction, or vice versa if you're already doing counterclockwise, go clockwise. And gently, slowly, let that clock get a little bit bigger. So some of you are going around on sort of a wristwatch and make it more like your morning alarm clock now. Or it's not going to get as big as a school clock on the wall, but a little bit bigger. And don't work harder to make it bigger, but let yourself move somewhere else, somewhere in your chest, in the front against the floor, between your shoulder blades, down your spine. Where does it feel like you'd need to get some oil down your spine to let your crown of your head draw this claw circle? Okay, and then bring your head down, rest your head. And a few times straighten out your right leg and then bend it and bring it up again. So just do that movement a few times again. Roll your pelvis to the left and bend your right knee, bring it up towards you. Step and down a few times, feel what that's like now. And then the next time your legs are long, switch your arms so that you've got your left arm up alongside your head and your right arm down. And now bend up your right knee again. Bend up your right knee towards you. And take your uh, right hand, which now seems to be kind of in the way, doesn't it? Take your right hand and put your right hand on the crown of your head. That place on the crown of your head on the top. And now like this, can you lift your head and begin to draw that circle, trace around that clock on top of your head while lifting your arms so you keep your right hand on top of your head. So your right hand now, you've instead of having the right hand long, you've got your right hand on top of your head. Your right knee's bent up. It's the same knee that we had a minute ago. Yeah. And you lift your head with your right hand on top of your head, so your right hand's on that spot on the crown of your head that's drawing the circle. And can you really have your face still turned towards the right as you do the whole circle? And can you get all the way around the circle? Go very slowly and find each hour. It's probably, every time we do a sort of variation like this, just some little thing is different, right? The position of your arm is different. And all of a sudden that says, hmm, somewhere in the spine, somewhere down the back, something different has to be discovered in how to move. Let this clock be a full, smooth, clear circle. Okay, yeah, if this one feels a bit more awkward, that's right. It is a bit more awkward. Give it a try. Be gentle with yourself. Turn the circle around and go in the other direction. And then leave that, bring your arm down, stretch your leg down, and a few times again, just bend and straighten that right knee. Bend up your right knee towards yourself, straighten it down again. See if that's somehow feeling easier, like a little more oiled, like more of the vertebrae in your spine are moving. Even your hip joint maybe feels a little more oiled. If you bend up your knee towards you, slide it up and open, and then back down again. Yeah. It can be a little awkwardness with the blanket you're sort of fighting against or uh, interacting with a slippery blanket on the floor to do this thing. Okay, great. Then leave that, roll onto your backs and take a rest on your back. And do it slowly again. Be careful with your neck. You've been looking in one direction for a long time. So bring your neck up gently. Move your head onto your back to rest.
So one of uh, Feldenkrais's ideas, the person who invented this, by the way, Moshe Feldenkrais, that's where this funny name comes from. He was an Israeli. Um, I guess he died more than 20 years ago, in 83 or 84. Developed this work from before, uh, before the war and then taught in Israel for many years. He felt one of the most undervalued parts of learning was uh, doing nothing. So, take in new information, try new experiences, and then you rest, and your brain integrates that, feels the difference, feels the changes. A lot of learning we do if we don't take the time to feel what's changed when we learn. Well, then, we don't really know what we've learned, and we just lose it again. So the fun thing about Feldenkrais' class on Wednesday nights is you get to do a lot of resting. Okay, come over onto your stomach again. And lie once again with your face turned to the right. And now place both of your hands up alongside your head on either side. So your arms or hands are both on, up alongside your head. And begin now to gently roll your pelvis uh, to the left and slowly begin to bend your left knee and bring it up alongside <coughs> yourself along the floor. So it's the opposite knee. It's going the opposite direction. Go very slowly because this is a big twist for the spine. And you want to be careful and take care of yourself. So, yep. So your face is looking to the right still, but you're going to roll your pelvis to the right, roll your pelvis back, and bend up your left leg now. Bend up your left leg along the floor. Now you might find maybe you want to cheat a bit. Maybe you want to let your head roll a little bit so that your left ear is not glued to the floor. Make it a bit easier. Slowly bend your left knee up a little bit along the floor. And let your right hand rest on your right ear. So place your right hand in your right ear and begin to roll up your, roll your pelvis and lift your left knee on the floor towards you and then roll your pelvis the other direction and lift your right knee along the floor towards you. Slide your knee. So you roll your pelvis first one direction, sliding up one knee and then roll your pelvis the other direction, slide up the other knee. And do something a little bit unusual. Notice which knee doesn't go as high as the other knee. And Follow that knee. So bring your knee up an equal height on both sides. Slide it up an equal height on both sides, but only the height that of the knee that goes the least far. So let your easier side match your less easy side. So whichever knee doesn't go up as far, notice how far that is. And for the knee that could go up farther, we'll go ahead and match what the first knee did. So you slide your knee up on one side and the other side. Slide them an equal distance and slide them only the distance that the knee that goes less far will go. Usually if we feel like one side of us is better and one side's worse, then we force the side that's worse to do the same thing that the better side does. This is the opposite idea. Let the side that's better, quote unquote, do what the quote unquote worse side does. And a little bit, let that get faster, but let the movement get much smaller. So both knees go up less. And you let the movement get a little more carefree, a little faster one side to the other, but each knee just a little, little raise. And then bring your right knee up and stay with your right knee up. And with your right knee up, begin now to do a movement where you pull in your stomach and you bring your stomach almost away from the floor and you take your back backwards 
And then you arch your back and push your stomach into the floor. It's a little bit funny because you're in a twist, but you can find this movement. It's like you're arching and rounding your low back. Your pelvis is in a twist, but you pull your belly in, bring it away from the floor, and your tailbone curls under when you do that, and then you put your belly towards the floor and let your belly expand towards the floor, let your back arch, and your tailbone will lift towards the ceiling as you do that. Now if you had a little tail, you'd be tucking your tail down between your legs and then lifting your tail up towards the ceiling, but off at a kind of 45-degree angle at whatever angle your pelvis is at. So you're alternately arching around in your back, rolling your pelvis, tipping your tailbone towards the floor and away from the floor. Don't hold your breath while you do it. Just let yourself breathe however feels normal to breathe. And then leave that and extend your right leg down and bring it up towards you a few times again. Slide your knee up and down a few times again. And then slide your left knee up just a little bit. It doesn't have to be far. Slide your left knee a little ways up. And with your left knee up, and you do that same movement, you arch your back and let your belly push towards the floor, let your tailbone lift towards the ceiling, and then lift your belly away from the floor, round your back, your low back, tuck your tailbone down towards your feet, down towards the floor. You arch and round your low back. Roll your tailbone up towards the ceiling, down, towards between your legs, towards the floor. Lift your left knee up now. Slowly, gently, leave that, bring your left leg down, bring your arms down, roll onto your back and take a rest. And notice everything that feels sort of asymmetrical about yourself as you lie on the floor. Does one side feel longer? One side feel shorter? Do you breathe more into the lungs on one side than the other? Or your belly? So I was saying, if you've been doing Feldenkrais for a while, sometimes we'd stop a lesson like this. You could go out the door. And the very fact that you feel so different on one side and the other very rich opportunity. Your brain will learn from that. Your brain goes, oh, 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 that's what's different. Oh, I see. Okay. You know, and gathers a lot of information. Your brain can just transfer it over to the other side because we're not so much working with the tissues. You don't need to work the tissues on the other side. And if you've been doing Feldenkrais for a while, that happens very quickly. You could get up and walk around for five minutes and your brain would have integrated it. And usually, usually, the brain takes the stuff that feels really good on the one side and transfers that to the other side because well, it doesn't seem that way sometimes. Your brain really does prefer things to feel nice and smooth and coordinated and easy. Um, but, you know, when you're new to Feldenkrais, you just feel weird and lopsided and you want to do the other side, probably. A lot of people experience, right? So let's do some on the other side. Why don't you roll onto your stomach again? And turn your face to look left now. Turn your face to look left and have your left hand up alongside your face and your right hand alongside you, palm up towards the ceiling, palm back of the hand on the floor. And just begin to roll your pelvis from side to side. Roll your pelvis from one side and the other side. And start slowly, because although the move is familiar in a way, it's the other side and it's new and it's different. And things will probably work differently on this side. And just roll your pelvis from one side and the other. And feel on this side, which side lifts more easily? Which side do you roll more easily to? Yeah. 
maybe on this side already, it's a little bit, you still have the carryover of it being much easier to uh, lift the right side of your pelvis from everything we did on the first side, right? So you might start off feeling already quite a bit more equal than you did on the other side. I see that for quite a few of you. And then switch your arms. Continue to do the same movement, but switch your arms. And this is a chance for you to feel and discover for yourself what a difference it makes to switch your arms. Or what difference does it make? Does something feel different in your shoulder blades, in your spine? Where in your spine, between your shoulder blades or in your neck, does it feel different now? Now that your arms are the other kind of opposite to your head in a certain way. And let your right hand now rest on your left ear. Place your right hand on your left ear. And your hand then kind of holds your head still as you continue to roll your pelvis from side to side. Continue to roll. Let that get a little faster, lighter, without rushing, just whatever speed. It's actually kind of, in ourselves, we sort of have all these pendulums. Find the speed for your own pendulum. It's the easy, effortless turning of your pelvis a little bit back and forth. Low and easy speed. And then switch your arms. And keep on doing this. Switch your arms. Feel what a difference that makes. As you roll your pelvis from side to side again, easy, light, letting that go a little bit faster and a little bit faster, but without effort, without rushing, without pushing. Feldenkrais would say, go faster, but don't hurry. Roll out your back, take a rest in your back. And when you're ready, come over onto your stomach again. And lie with your face turned to the left and your left hand up alongside your face, your right hand down alongside your palm up. And begin to roll your pelvis to the left and bend your right knee and slide your right knee up along the floor towards yourself. Okay, let me amend that. Roll your pelvis to the left, bend your, to your right. Roll your pelvis to the right, bend your left knee. Drag your left knee up along the ground towards the side. On the same side that your face is turned, you're dragging your knee up along the floor, sliding it down, and develop that movement slowly. And then after you've 
Done that a few times. The next time you come up, bend your right knee up along the floor towards your, your left knee, sorry, up along the floor towards yourself. Just stay with your knee bent up. Not to be too far, just a little bit. And again, now find that spot in your mind by the crown of your head, the very top of your head. You might touch it to remind yourself where it is. Give yourself that feedback. And then, without having your hand there, bring your hand back down if you touched it. Lift your head and begin to push along the hands of an imaginary clock that's just above your head, all the way around the clock. And really go slowly. There's 12 full, hour, 12 full hours in the clock. You find each hour. And notice which ones you can get to easily, which ones you tend to skip over. Is there a place where the circle becomes a square or a some other kind of funny shape. And take as many rests as you want to. Whenever you want to rest, you can rest and come back to it. But come back to really going around that circle, really paying attention to reaching every hour in the clock. Because every hour in that clock that you can't get to or that or you're cutting off a corner or something, that's somewhere in your spine or in your chest or in your pelvis even maybe or you haven't moved in a long time, or it's a blind spot for you. And if you can just, even if you make the circle a little bit smaller so that you get to all 12 hours equally, then you'll find some special new hidden movement somewhere in your spine. And after you've done that a few times, you can turn around and do the clock in the other direction. If it all happens in your neck, then that probably will feel like a big strain on your neck. So feel between your shoulder blades, down your spine. How high down your spine? Can you be helping this movement? Do you feel in your chest against the floor in the front? It's really interesting. How does that contact change as you take your bed around the circle? Again, take as many breaks as you need to for your head. Rest it. Put it down. And then lengthen your legs, put your head down, leave it, lengthen your legs, switch your arms around, place your right arm up now, and then again roll your pelvis to the right and bend your left leg, lift your left leg, slide your left leg along the floor towards you, place your left hand now on top of your head, on the crown of your head, and now can you lift your head and lift your arm, lift the whole thing, and draw a circle in front of you. A little bit more challenging. A little bit more challenging movement. Now some away so it starts to go way down your back, way down your spine. You start to make use of more of yourself to move along with the clock on the wall. And try the other direction. Turn the clock around. Go in the other direction. that slowly, bring your arm down, your head down, stretch out your legs slowly, bring your head away from the floor slowly, just break that contact with the floor, yeah, and then you can roll onto your back and take a rest. So 
As I mentioned at the beginning, I think there are thousands of lessons who do something different every week. Once I forgot to explain that at the beginning, we did one movement the whole time, and the person said, up, it's not kind of strange, like you come here every week and do that movement. And there are thousands of lessons. We're always doing something new, often lying on the ground, sometimes sitting, standing, different possibilities. And Ron co-teaches with me, so every second week. So it's good to come sometimes and try Ron's class as well and try a different teacher. And one of the neat things about Feldenkrais, I loved when I found it, was that uh, you're not actually supposed to go home and do these exercises every day. It's not like another thing to add to your to-do list. If you want to explore it every day at home, you can, but then it's important not to be repetitive. So you can, you know, a couple, what works really well actually is a few days from now, if you lie down on the floor and do just a few movements that you remember, whatever you remember, whatever you remember will be most important and available to you. And see what's changed, see what's different. Often in that subconscious processing for the few days after a lesson, a lot changes. But at the time when I first did Feldman Cars, I had these long lists of all these stretches I was supposed to be doing every day, and I was like, oh, God, thank God I found something that doesn't add to that list. It gives me a benefit without being another to do. Okay, we'll do a few more things. We go back to your stomach again. Line your stomach with both hands up alongside either side of your head. And roll your pelvis to the left and slide your right hand, your right leg, right knee up towards you. My head is on backwards today. Okay, scratch that, slide down your right knee. Roll your pelvis to the right and slide up your left knee towards you. Slide up your left knee towards you. Leave it like that. And uh, begin again to pull your belly in towards you. Roll your tailbone down towards the floor. Arch your back away from the floor. And then arch your back towards the floor. Push your belly into the floor. Let your tailbone drift towards the ceiling. Go back and forth, arching and rounding your back. Pulling your belly away from the floor, pushing your belly down towards the floor. And let your neck be relaxed, let your shoulders be relaxed as you do that. Don't tighten up anywhere. So just roll your tailbone down between your legs, lift your tailbone up towards, kind of towards the ceiling, kind of at this 45 degree angle. And then leave that and slide your knee down and up a few more times. Slide your left knee down and up a few more times. And then slide your right knee down and up a few times. A little gently. Your face stays to the left. So very gently begin to slide your right knee up. Slide one side up and then the other. Your left knee and then your right knee. See if it doesn't start to become a little more even on the one side and the other side. Even though your head is turned all the way to the left, more of your spine is oiled, more of it's available to turn one way and then the other way. And then stay with your right knee bent up the next time you come with your right knee bent up. Not too high, just a little bit. And again, pull your belly up away from the floor. Roll your tailbone between your legs. Turn that around and roll your belly towards the floor. Arch your back. Take your tailbone towards the ceiling. You just arch and around your spine, especially your low back, your low spine. Your tailbone towards the ceiling, towards the floor. And just explore that movement. You feel quite different now with your pelvis turned the other way to your head. Slowly slide your leg down, lengthen both legs, and just roll your pelvis gently left and right. 
question like you did at the beginning of the lesson. Feel how easily your pelvis rolls to the one side and the other side. How much of your spine, how far up your back you feel that. Okay. And roll over onto your back. One last time, come onto your back. And feel what's changed from an hour ago to now about how you're resting on the floor, that ink pad stamp that you would make on the floor. What's changed in the last hour? Is it bigger? Is more area in contact with the floor? Yeah. More ink, yeah. <laughs> A bigger mark you're leaving. Less space between the, uh, behind the lower back there, right? That starts to make more of an impression on the floor. And whenever you're ready, you take your own time. Take a few minutes and come up to standing your own way, in your own time. And don't immediately rush off to put your mats away or talk to people or anything. Just take the time to come up and feel what it feels like to stand after this experience. So go ahead whenever you're ready. You might want to look over one shoulder, look over the other shoulder again, see what that's like. Some of you have become owls, you've got your head turning 180 degrees behind you. Yeah. It's not so much about your neck anymore, your shoulders help, the whole length of your spine helps, maybe your ankles are helping you turn. A whole different sense of balance for you to turn around, maybe. And we usually take a few minutes to walk around the room and see what it feels like in walking. We're a bit crowded for walking. You can walk out and down the hallway and back if you like. But take a few minutes to walk before you start to gather things up or put things away or anything. Just, um, I'll open the door and you can walk down the hallway and back if you like. See if anything feels different in walking. Feel lighter, yeah. It's this uh, sort of weight, this paradox is weight loss. Felt in crisis, a strange kind of weight loss. You haven't actually lost any weight in the last hour, but you feel lighter, right? Yeah. <laughs> Too bad, I know. But it feels like a good 10 pounds or something, right? <laughs>